Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome everyone back to uh, another Broker to Broker podcast. As always, you know, the, the guests that we seem to have on, I keep getting more and more excited about all of our guests have been great. And this one's going to be, you know, this one's going to take the cake on this one. But my name is Mark Summers. I'm the president of AIM. Uh, it's Today, I'm going to be interviewing the CEO of Madison Mortgage Services Incorporated, Shah Tarani. Shah, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. This is going to be a good one here. I know we got a lot of content. I know you boast about yourself, but well-deserved. I can't wait to hear about it. So tell me, Shah, how did you get in this industry, man? People love to hear this stuff. You know, I was just at a conference and they said, I love the fact how you ask about how people got in this industry because it's just good to know everyone's background. Yeah, it's fun. My story is fun. I, you know, I was living in Miami in my mid twenties, doing a lot of commercial real estate development, and you know, like oh five oh six time range. Um, you know, I, I didn't know the first thing about mortgages. Um, we were completing some condo conversion projects that we had in in Miami Beach, and um, the mortgage brokers just weren't calling me back. I think some of the, you know, some of the challenges of the industry were coming. There was a hurricane. Um, so, you know, one of our partners, our investment partners in one of those projects was a big mortgage broker down there. And I was, you know, engaged him to help us. And he sort of explained what was going on. And I was like, okay, well, I'll call the clients and help. And that's kind of how it happened. I just literally started calling our buyers who had contracts and started helping them facilitate their mortgages and, um, you know, learning the process. I was reading guidelines at night to try and understand, like, how does it work? And, you know, what, what are the documents that are required? You know, what are the requirements? And sort of fell into it. Um, the market changed a lot and I wasn't sort of doing any real estate projects because things had changed. And obviously, you know, the financial crisis had began and uh, just kind of fell into mortgages and started doing it and enjoyed it, uh, enjoyed the people aspect of the business. And, you know, it was a lucrative business. And that's just kind of the history. And it's like almost, you know, 15 years now. Right. So just been full time and dedicated to that still doing some real estate stuff uh, but these days just you know full immersion into into mortgages so when did you start what was was it madison that you started with no actually madison's only like a little bit over a year uh in the making i was in retail for a long time that's a bad um, word yeah but i was you know <laughs> i know and that's a lot of people's a lot of people's journeys right and it's the wrong journey um but you know, I, you know certainly that's my experience but um, you know, jumped into the broker world about two, you know, two and a half years ago, got my with, always with the intention of forming Madison. But um, we're located in New York and, you know, the banking department is um, more careful and calculated about who they issue licenses to. Um, so I did get it, you know, about uh, February of last year, 2020, and uh, and sort of moved my team. I was at one of my good friends who owns a broker shop for a long time. Uh, spent some time there. That's how I got my intro to some of the lenders and the wholesale channel, and 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 the rest is history. Now we're we're seventy one team members strong and and still growing. Wow, seventy one people. So break that down for me a little bit. Is it all loan officers? How much support staff do you have? No, it's predominantly operations and support staff, and we do about one hundred fifty loans a month with nine loan officers. That's awesome. That's that's great. Yeah. Okay. So I've heard I've heard a lot about Madison. Um, so talk to me about this, because especially with you starting up, you know, your own shop a little over a year ago and whatnot. Talk to me about Madison. What, what's your core values? What's your what what's just give me the breakdown of it? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're just about like taking care of our clients, doing the right thing, 
uh, and approaching the business in, in an intelligent way and, and being honorable. You know, I'd say some of our core values are like, and we have five of them that, that we always sort of, you know, try to give people perspective on, on our, our business and our companies, you know, one is like, start with why, right? We always want everyone to know the why and, and to jump in and understand all the mechanics of the business. Don't just know your part of the business, know every part of the business. So we, we love, um, to encourage, you know, asking questions and teaching and training and elevating all of our, our team members to know the why. Um, number two, and, and probably the most important to me is be authentic, right? Be who you are, you know, be a real person, be a human being, understand that, that more, you know, the mortgage finance process for our clients is, uh, can be cumbersome and they don't understand all the mechanics of it, right? So be an authentic person, be a good person, do the right thing, um, you know, people can sniff out BS, you know, so and if you don't know the answer, don't don't BS your way through it. Right. Get the right answer. So um, that's a big one for us. Number three is train your mind. I'm a big believer in like, you know, training your mind to engage in best practices. Right. Know yourself, know who you are, know what you're good at, know what you're not and, and train your mind to be better every day. Right. If you're focused on that, um, you'll do well. Um, number four is take accountability, right? So just take accountability for your actions. Um, UWM has a great saying, you know, be a thumb pointer and not a finger pointer. But, you know, for us, it's beyond that, right? It's like, just take accountability for your actions. If you make a mistake or if you haven't approached something the right way, acknowledge that, right? And get better and focus on getting better. So I think getting better uh, and, and being better, you know, starts with taking accountability for your actions and who you are and, and sort of what you need to get better at. And my favorite is, you know, number five is be patient, right? Be a patient person. You know, if you're new to the industry, we have a lot of new folks that we've brought in and, and are teaching from scratch and teaching them operations as we build more operational capacity and scale. Um, be patient. It's not an overnight process. It takes time to develop mastery um, in, in, a, in a business, in any discipline, in any um, industry, right? So patience is an important component of that. I love those. I mean, those are five great things to live by as a Broker, owner, loan originator, all of it. It's, it's five simple things that yeah. that can propel us and continue to propel this community. Yeah, love it, man. That's, right, that's so, what we're for. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Yeah, it's, it's obviously working pretty darn good. <laughs> all right, so so you have this brokerage now. You have over seventy people there. I mean, that's a large team. You know, not a lot of people do that. So how how do you make sure that they they have your core values? How do you make sure that you know they're they're keeping up with the standards that you're trying to up, uphold? Yeah, a lot of it's just about, you know, the leadership team that we have, right? And assembling people into into good teams with good leaders um, that are hitting home on what we're focused on. And, you know, we just, just do the right thing, right? Above all else, like, you know, money is one component of sort of what we do. And we're trying to generate revenue and you need to generate a profit. You can't exist without one, of course. But it's more about just if you, if you go with the mindset of do the right thing and take care of your clients, you'll always build a good business, right? And the money will follow that. So that's where our focus is. And that's what we're always trying to, to make sure that we create a culture focused on that and focused on our core values. Perfect. Perfect. Now, what type of, so over there at Madison, what, what would you say the main part of your business is? Is it refis purchases? Is it a certain type of loans? It's a good, it's a good balance. A lot of the group that's here with me, the core of the group has been with me a long time and we've always been focused on purchase and specifically referrals from realtors. Um, so that's a big part of what we do. It's, it's currently 62% of our, 
um, production. But you know, it's hard to hard to ignore refinance in this environment, right? With rates being where they are, so we're certainly focused on both, and we want um, an intelligent balance of both always. Um, but you know, we're, we acknowledge that the the market is. I mean, I think the projection is like close to three trillion this year, but um, I think next year we think it'll be closer to like you know half that. Uh, and we know that purchase is an important component. Um, so that's always that that will always be our primary focus. Uh, refi will come and go. It'll ebb and flow. But if you have good relationships and you have a good reputation for doing the right thing and have good rates and good service and good product, and then you'll always sort of do well in the mortgage business, regardless of where rates are and and how big the market is at that time. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I mean, I've been saying this probably pretty much since day one of AIM is, you know, purchases is what you live off of and refinances within reason are that low hanging fruit that that's where you go buy your little extra stuff because purchases are always going to be around refis. You just never know. Yeah. Agreed. You know, so it's, you got to build your, you got to build your business. And I tell all my LOs like, listen, don't be singular in your focus, right? You can't just be one. You can't be a one trick pony, right? You got to do it all. You got to experience it all. You got to know all the products and you got to become a master of all that. Yeah, don't be afraid to step outside the box. I, I'm, you know, I think we're doing a much better job of that as, as a community as a whole, you know. But a lot of people are really scared to hop outside their box. Yeah, it's listen. It's scary. Change is scary, right? And so when and, and when you haven't done something, you don't know. But the the way to learn is to do it. And you know, it's, it's not that much of a a difference between a refi and a purchase. The process is different, right? But the products fundamentally are the same. Uh, and it's like take an intelligent approach, learn from others that are doing it well, right? So part of what AIM does so beautifully uh, and, and sort of this communication apparatus is like there are resources at your disposal available to, to master. There's so many people that do purchase so well in, in our community, right? Like leverage those resources, ask questions, you know, get best practices from them and it'll take time, be patient and you'll learn. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's sometimes this stuff is simple, and that's what I love about it because I'm a simple person, you know. But if you're yeah. a good person, you, you're patient, you use the core values you were talking about, you'll be really successful. Yeah, I agree, and it, it's worked, and it, the proof's in the pudding, right? And 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 look, this is not an easy business, right? There's a lot to know. It's hard, right? And you and if you want to do it right, you got to work hard and you got to be focused, and uh, but set goals and go after them right and you know chart your path say like here's my goal this is what i want to accomplish I, i'm doing all refi i want to be 30 percent purchase within 90 days like okay so how do you get to you know how to get to that set measurable goals and go after them absolutely love it talk i always talk about that write down your goals always be able to see them make yeah. sure they're obtainable have stretch yeah. goals yeah i couldn't agree more yeah, that's sort of our approach to things that sort of and and it's and it affects every discipline of what we do, right? It's not just a sales goal. Like there are operations people that it's like, okay, the goal is for you to have this knowledge set by this time. The goal is for you to be submitting these number of loans by this time or clearing loans by this time, right? Um, this is how many this is your targets, right? And if you set targets for people and then you just gotta help them on the journey, like how do you get there? How do you get to that goal? You know, what do you need to know to get to that goal? You know, and so that's our focus as we scale, you know, I have some pretty lofty goals myself. And so, um, but it's fun. I enjoy the process. I wake up every single day, Mark, and I love what I do. I love coming here to my office. I love my team. Um, it's not about money for me. It's just about uh, enjoying the journey and enjoying the process and, and going after my goals. And we've hit a lot of them and there's a lot more that we're going to hit. 
over time. And so I think for the community as a whole, it's like, look, you know, figure out what your what you want to accomplish. Right. So everybody has different goals and everybody has different objectives and everybody wants to approach the business differently. Right. And so that's good. Right. Like figure out what's your goal. What are the tools? Who are the lenders that you need to use to get there? Right. And if you focus on that, I think that's the, the right approach. Absolutely love it. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that we get beat down sometimes as loan officers, as broker owners, whatever you want, somewhere in this business. But you're, you're right. You got to wake up and love what you do. You got to realize what you're doing. And, and I've said it before, we, ch- we truly do change people's lives. Definitely. No question about it. The impact that we have is significant. Uh, and, you know, we can we can give somebody a great experience buying a home or we can give them a terrible one. Right. If we do a bad job. So, you know, got to focus on how you make every single client have an incredible experience and not for your brand, but just to to do the right thing. Right. To be right. a good person. Right. Like, these are people. They're buying houses. They're putting their families in them, their kids in them. They're going to live in them for years. And so um, I think, it, again, if you go with that approach and that's where your focus is, like the rest is easy. Love it. Absolutely love it. We're on the same page. We're on the same page, my man. Yeah. Absolutely yeah, man. love that. All right. So obviously you're growing your business pretty darn fast here. So I want to I want to switch gears here and start talking about growth. OK. I know you said you have lofty goals. I'm not, ex- I'm not expecting you to share me- share with me all of your goals, but obviously I know that's a big part of it. But how did you get your business where it is so fast? Like to get 70 some people involved, that's, that's damn good. Yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was hard. You know, it was hard. It was challenging. We, you know, I set some goals. I, I had some unit goals. I had some revenue goals. I had some, you know, approach goals in terms of how I wanted my business to be balanced. And, you know, to be honest, I didn't think the business was so scalable, Mark. Like I didn't view mortgages as being such a scalable business. Once I jumped to the broker channel, started using different lenders, um, I got some perspective quickly. And and for me, what was the most um, the best model and who I wanted to model and who I kind of wanted to partner with um, from a lending standpoint was UWM. Right. And if you look at their trajectory and what they've done over the last 15 years, even the last five years, um, they've scaled so massively um, and they're so focused on speed and service and just all of all of their culture and the way that they approach the business just resonated with me. Right. So I chose to sort of, you know, follow their path a little bit. And frankly, they, they kind of make it easy for us. Right. And so for me and I tried a lot of different lenders, you know, they were the best. And I started to model some of my business and then observe, like, how did they you know, achieve scale? What were the, the you know, again, the, the best practices, I use that term a lot, but it's like, what's, you know, what worked, what didn't work? I don't want to reinvent the wheel, right? I want to model uh, someone that's doing it well and, and learn what they did and what worked and what didn't work. And so for me, um, scaling, hiring a recruiter, focusing on training, not trying to go and, and, and grab operations or, or origination staff from other companies, but just building you know, new, you know, from scratch, like you don't, you know, people that are, our focus is like, if you're college educated and you want to jump in the business, we love the folks that are a couple of years out of school. Um, we went after them a little bit, you know, they're excited. They want to build careers. They're enthusiastic. They have good attitudes and bring them in, teach them, train them. Right. You know, it's an investment, right? Because it takes time to get them to, to become effective. Right. That's sort of dependent on how well you train them, but um, it's worked really well for us, right? I think there was a demand for it here. We also we also sort of launched in the middle of a pandemic, which was particularly <laughs> challenging. But I but I think that it 
I think it gave us an opportunity that was unique because there were a lot of really smart and talented people out there looking for work. Right. And so we're so fortunate because the mortgage business is a business that um, continued to do well. It's sort of a, like I tell everybody, like mortgages are like recession proof. And now it's proven that they're pandemic proof. Right. And so um, there's always demand for mortgages, despite it being a commodity product. Um, right. There's there's ways to do it. So for us, that's what we did, man. Scale was focused on recruiting, training, building new team members, you know, compartmentalizing our process and being a little bit more assembly line as opposed to the traditional like LO and you you hand the loan off to your processor. We, we did it a little bit differently, right? We have a disclosure team, we have a submission team. You know, the, the processors don't really get heavily involved until the loans are approved, right? And so we're pre-underwriting a little. And so you know, we, we added some, you know, sort of assembly line approach to how we do things because we know if we want to get to a thousand loans a month, um, we're not going to do it on the on the the model that is designed really for smaller scale, which which a lot of brokers do and it works for them. So that's kind of how we approached it. Yeah, no, and UWM is a good one to follow. I mean, they, you know, they're arguably our number one partner. I mean, they are our number one partner. They're our, they're, they're our big sponsor, you know, and they, they do a great job for us. But the one thing I love about UWM is they, and a lot of people don't realize this, but they change the game. And in terms of how we go about our business and then all it's doing is making all of our other lenders and we do have some great other partners and sponsors, you know what I mean? But they're changing the way they do business and it's all benefiting us, which then we can pass along to the consumer. Totally. They're, they're definitely setting the standard for like how things should be done. Right. And their, their speed and their service and their technology and even their pricing, which is has become sharp as the mar- as the markets sort of change and there's more consolidation and margin compression. Um, they're a good model. There's, you know, there's a lot of good lenders out there. You guys have a lot of them on your panel. I'm signed up with a, with a whole bunch of them. Um, we just sort of, you know, tend to use UWM more because you know, we value the speed and the service and the technology. Yeah, that's, that's your, Hey, that's the way you want to run your business, which I agree with. That's great. You know, and that's a beautiful thing about our community. You can run it any way you want. That's up to you. Yeah. Yeah, it's not for everyone, right? Like, so for, for others, it's not the best fit, right? So, you know, do what works for you, right? Try everything and do what is best aligned for your business is what I is what I tell everyone who asks me that, right? Like, I'm not saying use UWM, I'm saying use them if they if they fit, right? If they fit your model. Yeah. All right, now, so you brought up scaling. Now, a lot of people don't know how to scale their business or don't know that they should be doing that. So let's just say you're a new broker or someone who's never done it before. What would be the first step a broker can take into scaling their business? I I think the focus is focus on operations first, right? So that's what we did, right? So we, we said, you know, really that sales follows ops, right? So it's like, you don't want to bring in a whole bunch of salespeople and not have the operations in place um, to be able to do it. So if you want to scale, you have to make a financial investment in, bringing in operations staff and teaching them and growing them and building your process, right? Once that's done, you've built your process, you have your operations team to support that process, then you can go out there and start to build your sales teams and your sales infrastructure to go get more loans. And that's why we're so operations focused and we have so many team members that are operations focused. Our focus now is building our sales team. That's what we're doing. Right. Whether it's hire, you know, we have LOs that are joining us from retail and we're hiring, you know, new LOs that start as LOAs. We're putting them through heavy, heavy training um, and starting to build. And we know that's going to pay off in six months, in a year. Um, we'll grow and we'll do more volume. But our operations is is there. 
right? It's there, we can handle and we have capacity for 300 loans, despite the fact that we're doing only 150 a month. Only, <laughs> only, <laughs> that's yeah. a big number. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a great number. I don't think anyone's doing that in New York. Um, I mean, our first year out, we were number one, which was exciting. Um, I know New York's a hard state. Um, we do 70% of our business in New York. It's a tough state and it's complicated, but um, it's our state. So we know it, we love it. We have the relationships here. Um, so, you know, that's where we're focused. So is your, is your plans, do you want to scale further in your business? Is, is that the LO route that you're going is, or do you have bigger grand granular plans than that? No, I mean, we want to, we honestly, um, we're doing 150 a month. Um, I have a big target to get to 500 by next year, but my, my ultimate goal is within a couple of years to be doing about a thousand loans a month. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Love it. I'm making the investments now to get there and, and, you know, I'm using UWM Heavy. They're an amazing partner. They're like sort of all in and subscribed to to helping us get there. Um, and it's it's hard. It's a lot of work. It's really hard. Um, I will I will say, Mark, man, like one of the things that changed everything for me is I was a high level producer of loans. I was a loan officer that originated loans, and I stopped. I stopped like uh, almost two years ago. I don't do any loans anymore. And it just focused on running the business and scaling the business. I don't think you can get to significant scale in this business if you're a broker owner without discontinuing origination because you're just not enough time to focus on scaling and building your business and building your process and building your operations if you're also originating loans. Um, that was a big milestone for me um, and it changed the way that I approached the entire business. Yeah, because we have a we have a hard time of letting go. I mean, so now, so now you, Shah, what you have to do is you have to delegate. So let's hop into that. How did you, how did you let go? Because that's tough to do. I'm telling you, it's like the number one thing I get from every every loan originator, broker owner that I talk to is just letting go. Yeah, I'm I, you know I, I'm um I'm a real heavy detail guy, but I'm not a micromanager. So from stylistically, it was easy for me to let go. To be honest, it was the most enjoyable thing I ever did. If you're a broker owner and you're thinking about scaling, it's amazing. Letting go and not having to talk to realtors and clients every day, um, it just, it gave me a renewed perspective on the business. Um, I'm more into the operations and the technology. So for me, it was a natural progression. I enjoy the mortgage business a lot more, not originating, right? And so, what I would tell you out there is like, if you really genuinely enjoy all the aspects of origination, then maybe mass scale is not, you know, for you. Um, but if you don't love it, but you love the business and you like the operations and you like the the tech and the concept of scaling, then um, then maybe it's right for you. But again, it's like you got to, you, you know, for all of you out there, you got to figure out what's good for you, what works for you, what's best for you and your family and your life dynamic and how many hours you want to put in. Right. And so that's that's what you got to figure out before you do anything. Love it. Absolutely love it. All right. So you're, you're not just in New York, right? I think you said you did 70 yeah. percent in, in New York. We're 14, 14 states that we are currently licensed in. We're, we're adding a few more, but 70 um, percent of our business is New York and uh, about 25% is the state of Maine. And then we have, you know, we're sprinkled in in other states where we're we're not heavily focused, but we like having those licenses because we get a lot of referrals. We do some Florida, we do some Georgia, we do some Pennsylvania, we do some, you know, some Maryland and Massachusetts. We mix it up a little bit. So how do you find- I think we, did, I think we did our first California loan actually last week, which was fun. <laughs> yeah. That's a different animal over there. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it, it was cool. It, it, 
was really fun to learn it and understand it. And, you know, every state operates differently, right? The process is different everywhere. So, but that's the fun stuff, right? Is digging into that, learning, you know, understanding how different states do it differently. You know, for me, I really enjoy that stuff. Yeah, see, so you just stole the answer to my next question was, how did you make that jump to different states knowing that, man, each state's different. I'm probably going to get burned here and there. Obviously, you said you like to have fun with it, but how do you make that jump? Yeah, I mean, you know, so obviously we're located in Lake Success, New York, which is like 30 minutes outside of Manhattan. And so we're, which is technically Long Island. And um, I never had any plans to open any branches, right? I was like, nah, I'm, I'm one office. I like it. I want everyone here. I think it impacts culture. I think it impacts the way that you approach process and operations. But um, met a good friend, got an introduction to someone, someone who's a, who's a close friend and a partner of mine now, Skylar Welch. Um, who was pretty well known, I think, in the AIM community. And, um, you know, she was looking and, and wanting to make a pivot and a move. And I think she she looked at a lot of different um, organizations. She evaluated opening her own broker shop, which she's extremely capable of doing. And um, we just started talking and evaluating. And she really, her focus, and you're just going to everything that we're discussing, like her focus was she didn't want to do that operation stuff. She didn't want to do all the broker owner stuff. She didn't want to deal with compliance and payroll and HR. And so... Um, it was kind of a natural fit and I was opposed to branching, but I just had to make an exception because she's just a wonderful person. And so we, we, you know, we, we built a partnership agreement and sort of laid it out and how it would work. And, uh, and that's how it started. She joined us in October and she's doing, you know, between 30 and 40 loans a month. We built a, you know, together, we built a great team for her. We got a great office up there and she sort of runs that region for us, including New Hampshire and a lot of what we do in Massachusetts. And so, um, you know, she's become a partner. She's she's rocking. That's that's how Maine sort of came to be for me. Right. I don't think I'd ever done a loan in Maine actually prior to that. So uh, and, and look, Maine is super interesting, too. It's like a high it's a compressed state that, you know, the closings have to occur very fast It's a 30 day closing state on purchases, which is much different than New York, because New York's more of like a 60 to 90. Um, you know, we're pushing the envelope and trying trying to disrupt that. But um, that's that's kind of how it happened. And, and Skylar's the reason for that. So. Gotcha. See, I, I didn't I didn't know that. But Skylar, Skylar is one of my most favorite people in this industry. She uh, she was like one of my first guests on uh, when we, you know, when AIM first started, we did something called the talk. And she was one of my first ones. She was so nervous cool. about it. But ever since then, we've always had uh, a good relationship. And uh, no, she she's legitimately one of the best in the business. Yeah, she's great. She's got a, you know, she's got a wonderful family and great kids. And she's, she's like always focused on like how to balance, but she's a worker and she's a winner. And she's, it was easy. Frankly, it was easy. I was, I was, I, f I feel lucky and fortunate um, to have been able to partner up with her and we've, we're doing some great things and, and we have some good goals. We have, we have goal alignment, right? Like our focus is the same. That's why it was sort of a natural um, progression for us to do it. Uh, and I enjoy, I enjoy interacting with her every day and she's, she's super fun, super smart. And she's had a lot of, um, unique perspective, um, to the way that I approach things, um, which I didn't see from her, you know, she's added a lot of value for us, uh, in, in, in just what we're doing in New York as a result of her experiences. So she's wonderful. She truly is. That's great. Now you, you brought up something about her that I want to touch base on too, which is she's, she's all about balance and organizing and, and, you know, you got to have a balance with your family. I'm telling you, you got, it's super, super important. I, we all could work 24 hours a day, but we're going to yep. pull our hair out. I'm already losing mine, so it doesn't matter. But yeah. uh, <laughs> tell me about how you, how do you organize and balance your, your, your time at, at, uh, at Madison and, and with your family and friends? How do you balance that out? 
my rule is I go pretty hard during the week, Monday to Friday, but I just do not work on the weekends. Right. So um, I try to I try to do early schedule a couple days a week so I can get out early. I have a, you know, a 16 month old son. And I got a baby on the way. So congratulations. Um, thanks, man. Trying to trying to balance all that really well. Um, you know, trying to learn how to achieve better balance. And but but I'm dialed in. I'm a worker. You know, that's just my nature. So it's what I like. And I'm passionate about it. So for me, like, I don't even consider this to be work. Right. Like, to be honest, it's like I just love it. You know, like I said, every day, every day I'm like, let's go. You know, let's what are we doing today? What are we focused on? I try to be very scheduled, um, you know, about sort of how I approach things. Um, so that that helps a lot, like keeping a tight calendar, trying to allocate time appropriately. Right. That's our, our most valuable commodity is time. And so from a balanced perspective, though, just, you know, my weekends, my weekends are, you know, for my for my family. Yeah. See, once again, being a broker, you can do it any way you want. Being an originator, you can do it any way you want. I'm a, I get up at 445 every morning because I, if I'm in town, I'm not doing something for aim or, or whatever. I'm not missing my kids games and they start early during the summer. You know what I mean? So it's, it's big, you know, and you can do it any way you want. So I'm a, I'm an early morning riser. Got it. You do the early schedule. It sucks, but right. you just get used to it. You get adapted. I, I, I do it, but I sort of come in and out of it, right? So it's like some days I'll be here at six, some days I'll be here at nine. So it just just depends on the day, the week, what's currently going on. So just try to just try to balance it and be focused and work hard. Awesome. So Shai, I love I love everything that you're saying today. We're we're pretty much in the same alignment as well. And a lot of people I'm talking to, you know, they we're we're in the same alignment here, but you know, one thing, you know, and respect everything you do on the East Coast, you're you're obviously, quote unquote, a newer broker per se. I know you've been in the business a long time, but yep. uh, question of the day, question of the week, I love to ask everyone is, okay, you're a new broker and experience. The floor is yours. What advice do you want to give to this community? Because I, I know, you know, a lot of people in this community and a lot of people respect you. So I know this is going to go a long way. So what advice or, you know, give give us something to the community. Yeah, I mean, my advice is just a lot of what we talked about, right? Like focus on how you wish to approach the business, right? How do you want to approach the business, set goals around that, right? And go after them. And, and just like, you know, what works for me doesn't necessarily work for everyone else, right? So you just got to take your approach, focus on purchase. If you're super refi heavy, um, I don't think that's a sustainable long-term model. I'm not talking about this year, next year. I'm talking like Focus on what's your next five years and 10 years look like. Start planning 2022 and 2023 now, right? You have to lay the foundation for your success in those years now, right? So focus on purchase, focus on relationships. Leads are good too, supplement all that. But um, most importantly, focus on your operations and your approach to how you specifically want to run your business. Love it. Absolutely love it. I mean, no, Shah, I appreciate everything that you're saying here. Um, it, it's it's true, you know, I, you're not going to be all these, sometimes people just can't be these big hitters where they're closing 350 loans, uh, uh, um, you know, a year by themselves or with one assistant. That's not for everyone. It's you, you got to set goals to make yourself better. And then, you know, the one thing that I tell a lot of people is, you know, then reward yourself for hitting those goals. If If you're a six loan a month person and that's enough for you and that extends you, great do it, but then, yeah. then celebrate it as well. Totally. And that's like, I've known so many brokers that are like, they're doing 10 loans a month and or 12 loans a month and they're happy with it. And it's like, man, if you're happy, scale may not be for you. Do those loans. If your focus is I want to be home at five o'clock and I want to hang out with my family and I want to hang out with my kids and do other things, 
great, do that, right? Like figure out how to be, you know, the best version of that, right? Figure out how to be more efficient in how you approach the business, you know, because you want that time, right? You figure out how to reduce your stress, but also figure out how do I build longevity in the business, right? How do I make sure that, you know, that my business is well engineered for now, three years from now, five years from now. Perfect. Yeah, because I, it, it's a balance though, you know what I mean? Because you just want to, you just don't want to do enough, you know, and I always look at it from the standpoint of, you know, we are what's best for consumers. And I've said that since day one. So I want to help as many consumers as I can, but I also don't want to have a heart attack doing it. Yeah, for sure. No, for sure. Yeah, you know, so. focus, on, focus on your health and focus on like what you're eating and how you're approaching life and like be be like a person first and then work second. Right. But, you know, that's for me, that's worked well. Perfect. Well, Sha, I'm going to I'm going to wrap it up here, dude. Cool. Everything you said was just it was money. It was perfect. You know what I mean? And, you know, and, and it's take it from you. You just you know, you just opened up your own shop a little over a year ago and you got 70 some people. You're doing 150 loans per month in a, in a nightmare of a state from everything that, that I hear in terms of, of doing loans, but you're, you're killing it, man. I appreciate, uh, you know, you always come to the aim events and I appreciate you always supporting us. I really do. Yeah. My pleasure, man. It's easy to support you guys because you guys are great and doing a lot for us. I've, I've, I've learned so much also as being a member of this community, right? Like, you know, all the other brokers that have helped me as I'm scaling and building my business, right? It's not, I didn't do it all by myself. I, I leaned on people that have done that, have been doing it for years and, and knew. So I appreciate you and I appreciate AIM and I appreciate everything that you guys contribute to the community on a day-to-day -day basis. My, my, my pleasure. It's easy to work with people like you. Let's just say that. So, so Sean, thanks, uh, thanks for sharing your insights with us today. And we're going to wrap it up here. So brokers, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker. You can also listen to all of the broker to broker podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, and Google podcasts, and pretty much anywhere where you can download podcasts. So do me a favor, listen to this one. Um, please rate our podcast, please subscribe to it, download them. It helps us get the podcast out there and spreads the word that brokers are better. And Shah, you're a perfect example of that. And appreciate your time. Okay, man. Have a good day. All right. You too. Join our brokers are better Facebook group. Be a part of the Brokers Are Better movement by joining the exclusive group for A members and independent mortgage brokers to share best practices, network, and help our community grow. Head over to Facebook and search for Brokers Are Better, select the group, and click to join.